0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. We give you all the praise for tonight we ask God for your insight once again into your Word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, so we are going to go on with uh, our deliberation on the genealogy of Christ, and this is going to be part number 9. The genealogy of Christ is going to be part number 9. Uh, primary text is Matthew 1, this one, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the primary text, and but. What we're dealing with essentially now is the book of Revelation chapter 20, reading from verse 11 to 12. There we talked about the book that was open and other books were opened. So he said, And I saw a great white throne, and in the on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And then verse 12 says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Amen. And last week we did, essentially, I believe, with this one, we tried to explain. We talked about the dead. We tried to explain that they have nothing to do with those in the cemetery. And we read that from the book of Ephesians chapter 2, which tells us precisely and even Ephesians 5, but Ephesians 2 tells us, verse 1, those were dead and seen and trespasses. So when we're talking about the dead, in context, we're not dealing with those in the cemetery. I'll try to explain it sensitively to you that you can't find anybody right now in the cemetery. There's no one in the cemetery. When men die, they don't hang out in the cemetery waiting for one judgment day. That is not what the Bible teaches. And uh, we also try to buttress our facts from the book of Mark 12, last week when the sad disease came to jesus and they began to say uh oh, here was a lady that married seven brothers all of them had her in the resurrection whose wife is she going to be and then jesus told them, you do end you know in the scripture from the resurrection they are like angels they neither marry nor give in marriage remember that and he said haven't you read in the bible when the scripture said God is not the God of the dead, the God of the living, for I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so in that sense, you do end on knowing the scriptures and the power of God. So that tells you that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they are alive. They are not in the grave, waiting for one judgment day. In fact, they should have been tired of waiting. Oh, if waiting for judgment day, they are tired already. You know, lying down in the grave for this number of years. You see what I mean? Think about when Abraham leave Jacob and Isaac, and then you say they're in the cemetery, they're waiting for judgment day to come out poop. Oh, that's enough for you to understand that man, your understanding of God's world is too low. Hallelujah. These guys should be tired. They want to come to life. They want to, they want to come into the life of God that he has ordained for his people. So you keep them in the cemetery for this number of years? <laughs> that is not Bible. Amen. Alright. So we said again, so what happened to the dead? The Bible says, when you look at the context there, it talks about those who stand before the Lord. We try to explain that when you stand before God, instantly your book is open. It is read by God. You remember that? Good. I'm just trying to recap a little bit. It's, you, it's, you, you're judged by God, but that means everything about you is exposed before God when you stand before the Lord. That's what it means. It's not some days. Amen? Then he also talks about, is every act when you stand before God, passion, evil, whether good or bad, they are open. And in this context, they are etched within your system. But I mean, they are written in your genetic code. Everything you do, and I try to explain that from the hardcore of the computer. You see, everything is stored up there. So you click a button, everything comes up. That's exactly what it means when you stand before the Lord. Everything about you is so open before Him. Amen? So all your acts that are in your subconscious mind, they don't die. Understand that. Everything you are involved in is recorded in that God book which has written, and that is you. Everything is written right within your being. Hallelujah. Amen? Alright. So, whoever you may be, your life... Your biography is written down In that one book of you Azali. Exactly. So all your sacred deals are written down That is something There is nothing you ever consider in life Whether good or evil or negative That is not found in your genetic code And I told us last week Essentially that In this contest, when you stand The sight of God Every man's book is open Just trying to recap now Okay and the quickest example I gave last week was Matthew 12. Remember that? Yeah, from uh, verse 34 and 35. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. And I told them in a the very simple terms. "What generation of vipers, Matthew 10, 34. How can you be evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And he said, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart... Bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth what? Evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. So your speech exposes you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Whenever you speak, the message exposes who you are, and that which is written within your innermost being, which is now your heart. You're releasing your treasures when you speak. Anytime you open your mouth, you're coming forth. I mean the treasure within you is, is being exposed, it's just coming forth. You can't really, really hide so much when you open your mouth, well, we will know. If I when Jesus speaks, the Bible says the words were gracious. That means he carried grace. You understand what I mean? Right. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, your book is read. Your book is exposed. Everything you are, people can tell exactly who you are by just what you say. Hallelujah. So, then, to imagine that when you die, then you signed up somewhere with angels bringing the books. I keep on saying this. With all the record written about you and then open before God. And then God begin to read and all of those things. No, that is too childish a way of looking at the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm trying to say all records about you are written within you and in your nature and in your mind. Deep within the recesses of your spiritual, your soul's condition. Everything about you is stored up there. Hallelujah. They are there in your innermost being and your innermost life everything about you is written down it's right there Start stored up and sometimes you can even pretend to keep them for too long but I tell you a day comes when you're going to be exposed for exactly who you are as a person because they are right there within your genetic code whatever situation you find yourself it's right there so for God to deal with your in judgment you have to stand you up to speak or act that's just what it means when it says stand before God what that supposed to mean? You're going to stand before God. It's like you stand in the dock. You know, you go to the, the court room and then you, you get into the dock. You understand the box there? The witness box, whatever. And then the judge asks you a question then you begin to talk. Remember, everything you are going to be judged with is based on what you say. Do you understand that? Right. The judge can determine from your statement whether you are guilty or not. So your statement exposes the reality of who you are. All your acts are exposed by your defense in the courts. But whatever thing you are going to say even if your lawyer have to be there to defend you essentially you are still going to speak. Though he may try to polish it. Right? But an intelligent judge will know if the lawyer is lying or trying to defend you whichever way. As long as you open your mouth to talk the judge will know where the trouble really is. you understand that so to stand before God simply means when you stand before the Lord you are going to get yourself exposed God will ask you or make you speak before him something has to happen that will enable you to talk and then you reveal the very self or your very self exactly the way it is you can't pretend you can't hide your words will expose you as to who you are praise the Lord so you stand before God instantly, your book will be open, read of God, as you manifest or that is within you. Let's look at the book of Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 12. Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 14, rather. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good. Or would I be evil? God shall bring every work. Are you getting that? Right. Every work. So what we dealing with these secret things. Would I be good? Would I be evil? He will bring them to judgment. So if they are good, of course, what is it supposed to mean? It's like saying you are discharged and acquitted. Am I correct? Yes. So that's just what he's talking about. Every. But the key point I want you to look at there or see there is the word secret. You, no, remember Jesus said You can even do your goods in secret God will reward you openly You can pray in secret God will reward you openly Are you getting that? Right So everything you do in secret Will be brought before God He says, before God That's what judgment is all about Hallelujah Again, look at that Romans chapter 2 verse 14 Romans 2 verse 14 For when the Gentiles which have not the law, do by nature the things contained the law. These have not the law, are a law unto themselves. You know what the law says: Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not do, thou shalt not. You remember that? So, but the gentile doesn't have that. So, but if they do things that seems to answer to the law, then they are a law unto themselves. So the law is not basically that which is external. The law is eternal. I don't even get it there. Yeah, the law is within. It's, that is why the Old Testament cannot really do much. Because it was written externally. But now Paul is saying, it's like saying everybody has this law written within them. Even though they are not in church. You, you understand that? That's why somewhere, you know, same book of Romans, it will write and say, you don't have any excuse to say that you don't know God because God will have revealed himself through creation. Remember that. Good. So, the laws are actually within you. They are not outside of you. Then verse 15 says, We show the work of the laws written where? In their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the men which accusing or is excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge, what is he judging? The secrets of men. But Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. Did you together? Right. Judge the secrets of men. What have they been judged? Like Exodus exactly 12, 14, The same thing. The secrets of men. So, when you stand before God, God is judging the secrets. They are you carry, And they are right within you. In fact, they are in your heart. You can't kill except you first conceive it. Is that okay? Right. You can't kill except you first conceive it. Anything you do is something you first conceive within your spirit. Within your mind. And that your thoughts motivates you to go on to act on the things you are thinking about. You receive kind of energy, inspiration to go ahead doing that which we are thinking about. So everything is written within you. There are the laws in your heart. Hallelujah. So now, the intention of God in opening your books for judgment and not to destroy you. I've got to make you see that. But to deliver you from yourself. you are not meant to destroy you. But to deliver you from yourself. Praise the living God. Anything you do. Which is not right. And will even bring shame to you. God is dealing with you in judgment. To have those things in your nature exposed. That they might be dealt with. You don't have to be angry at yourself when certain things about you get exposed. I read the story of a man. He has always proved to be very smart. What I mean, somebody who is good, intelligent, you know, as the case may be. And then he wanted to change, I think, the oil of his car. Now, many made people feel he can do that so he went under the car was trying to remove the stall so that I can drain the oil here. he couldn't do it he struggled and struggled and struggled and then his neighbor was watching him from upstairs so when he discovered he's unable to do that, this man came down and told him, now he was trying to push the plug or something but he was supposed to pull, he of to push it. So the man told him, no, you just pull the plug And then the oil comes out And he did that And he said he was so embarrassed And he found that his ignorance was exposed To his neighbor <laughs> You understand that? That was a judgment day know, in trying to prove that he's very intelligent He just exposed himself that he's not as intelligent As he claimed to be and who was the man that saw this foolish act? His neighbour, and that is something we don't have love. His neighbour to see that he doesn't have that kind of knowledge. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Right. He was judged right there. He was exposed for who he was. For all that he claimed to know was revealed on that day. That is, he didn't know as much as he said. He knows. That's the judgment day. Is an instant thing So most times When God judges you And exposes your secret It is to deliver you from yourself To get you out of your pride Out of your arrogancy Are you following me? Right Praise the living God So when things like that happen Don't be angry with yourself You are in a good path to total victory Over the silly nature Embedded within you Hallelujah Now in Revelation 20 again we read about another book was opened which is the book of life. I think I've explained this sometimes to you. Now this book of life speaks of Christ. In other words this is to say that the books which is mankind now other books are to be judged out of this book which is the book of life, which is the life of Christ. Now it is now the standard by which every man is judge. Because you see, Romans 13 for the tell you something. He said, put ye on the Lord Jesus. And then you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Put ye on. When he say put ye on, it's in the Greek when they said, when they said the son should put on the father. What it means is the son have to reveal the character of the father. The son has to be the exact replica of the Father. So when the Bible says, put ye on the Lord Jesus, what he's saying is, you have to replicate Jesus. Jesus becomes your clothing. And I used to say, Jesus is wearable. <laughs> you understand that? Good. So, put ye on the Lord Jesus, means take on the character of Jesus. So when you are judged from the book, that one book, or which other books are to be judged, that means your character is now to be rayed with the character of Jesus. Are you with me? Good. So in any situation that you find yourself, God is intending you to model Jesus there. So, in all your character traits, whatever it is, He wants you to model Jesus. He wants you to not just imitate. No. Paul will say the same thing. Be a imitator of me, even as what? I'm imitator of Christ. That is putting on Jesus. Hallelujah. So if we truly, for instance, put on Jesus the way it's supposed to be, some of the issues we find in our homes will not be there. Because if I'm manifesting Christ, you're manifesting Christ. One of the things that would definitely, you know, show up there is, for instance one of the major characteristics of Christ is humility, humbleness. Because the lamb, the lambs are generally humble species of animals. Right? Good. So lamb, which is humbleness, which is meekness, which is gentleness, which is long-suffering, these are the characters of Jesus Christ. So if you have that, and your wife is having the same character of Jesus Christ, because she also put on Jesus, just like you have put on Jesus, what do you expect us to have of the home? We're gonna have peace in the home. We're gonna have love just flowing in the home. Character of Jesus is love. We're gonna have love in the home. You understand what I'm saying now, right? So, Revelation 10. I mean Romans 13:14. Now, say you put your own the Lord Jesus. So, when the Bible says you have to be judged from that book, that book becomes a standard by which every man is judged. By implication, every chapter of the book of Jesus should correspond to the chapter of the book that you are reading. Okay. Now, look at, at, I mean, come with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 7. Hebrews 11, verse number (sighs) 7. By faith Noah, being one of God of things not seen as yet, moved it fear. Thank you, Lord. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world And became the heir of righteousness Which is by faith The word condemn Is a word katakrino Which means to judge against It means sentence to condemn By implication Noah's life became a standard For judging the people of his days Do you understand what I mean? In the days of Noah, his life and faith was a standard by which God judged that world. So anybody that had the faith of Noah was supposed to be saved. Anybody that had the righteousness, as it were, that Noah had was supposed to be saved. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Right. So you see, Noah was a judge in his days. He could condemn the world by the life that he lived. Praise God so when you judge from the book which is the book of life he becomes the judge uh, how is that supposed to mean his life is what x-rays what god want the standard of god is in christ just like the standard of god in the days of noah was finding who in noah he condemned the world by the life that he lived so god was saying if i want to condemn this world okay I can see Noah. Anybody that acts or behaves like Noah, we have to be saved. Because now he was a standard. Are you following me? Yeah. So now Jesus is a standard. Which is a book now. The life of the Lamb. The book of life. Is this standard. So your life is meant to be model after Jesus. Because that is a standard that God is looking for. So now he is a judge because his life is what is used to determine what's acceptable to God in any human life. You understand it? Praise the Lord. Alright. So, this book of life, which is a counter to the nature of Christ, being used as, well as the standard to x ray those other books, like you read there. Your life and my life are x by this one book. Which is the book of the life of the Lamb Jesus Christ Praise the living God Come on are we here together Right So I, I need you to take this into consideration when you live your life It's very important Your art Your attitude <laughs> Everything you do X-ray your life I want you to look at this passage critically And understand what I'm saying That in the days of Noah Noah was a standard and so he was a judge of his day I believe that you also can become a judge in your day when you become one with the Christ of God as you put him on put you on the Lord Jesus Christ so if you can wear Jesus which is actually the garment of our salvation you become a standard by which God judges any situation praise the living God So most of you need to find out Is Christ in in what I'm doing? Is Christ in what I'm saying? Is Christ in my actions? You just need to check that Whatever thing you do And that is very very important Praise the living God Okay The living book Which is his body now Look out with me 2 Corinthians 3 verse number 1 And uh, Read up to verse number two. Second Corinthians three one and two. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, and some others, a pieces of commendation to you, or letters of recommendation from you? Do we need that? Hallelujah! Remember, Jesus is the book from where everybody else is being judged or supposed to be judged from. Look at verse two. What did it say? Ye are a piece written in our hearts, known and read of how many people. Amen. So you see, I become a book. When I said you are a book, you you, perhaps you never catch it so easily. But here is the scripture that tells you that every one of us is a book read by all men, and we are book written by the Spirit. Now the word "epistle" is very, very important in this passage. You know why? Because you might be thinking, Pastor, you said Jesus is a book. Yes. Now the word "epistle" means a superimposition, a superimposition. Now let me explain that. Uh, unlike these days, but early times when you use your camera, if you take a picture. Even now I think things like some of the things you do with your computers, you can equally do the same thing. But this is what it is. If you take a picture in those days with your camera, and then if you don't line it off, and you take another picture, you understand what I'm saying now? The last picture is going to be on top of the first picture. So when you print out the negative of the picture, what you are going to see was the last one is going to be on top of the other one. You will be seeing that all very faintly. You understand that? That's a super imposition. Good. So why is the Bible trying to say that? We are the super imposition of Christ. Because we are his body. The body of Christ is now the super imposition of Christ. So if Christ is the book... Help me, Lord. The church is meant to be the book. Because the church is now the super imposition of who? Of Christ. By implication, Paul is saying, we don't need letters letter of commendation or recommendation. You know what that's supposed to mean? For are like in I mean, all of those regions, they were so strong philosophically, you know, all of that. So you can't go there and just preach to their people. You have to have, you know, think about those days, the Greek world, for instance, Aristotle, Archimedes, Socrates, powerful, intelligent people, in, in quote, you know, psychologically, you know, physics, whatever. Think about that. So, you don't go to their community and then just start talking. No, no, no. They want to examine you. Now, if they see that, yes, you can talk to the people, you're intelligent enough, they'll give you a letter of recommendation. Now, is that letter that enables you to go preach to the people or talk to the people? They have to recommend you. That's what Paul is saying. Do we need such a letter to talk to you? Or to talk to the people around you? We don't need it. Because you are our own letters. And you have been written well. We Prepared and it with the spirit in your hearts. Known and read of all men. By implication, Paul is saying... I can come to Corinth Church and talk to the people because they have seen you and they have seen Christ in your life because of what we've done by the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? That's what I mean by superimposition. You are epistles written in our heart, known and read of all men. By reason of our message to you, our preaching to you, our teaching to you, you've been so transformed that when man sees you, they see Christ and they've been able to see the labor we've labeled all by your life on your behalf and starting your transformation. you becoming the Christ that men can see. So now, you are a book read by all men. Somebody, i was giving a story to a brother a few weeks ago or so. You see, I never wanted to be a Christian because of a Christian, a believer. When I was not a believer, in quotes, I was staying in the village with a neighbor. We're sharing the same building. You know, and then the village, not the big house like that. So, she wakes up at about 1 a.m. and be praying in tongue until maybe 5. I can't sleep because of a noise. No sleep. And this is not just one day. I'm talking of every day. But, you can't enter this sister's house. Everywhere is thinking. Very dirty human being. But she'll be speaking in tongues. And then, if I woke up in the morning, for instance, sitting by my gate, I we're sharing and then maybe listening to bbc or she would just come and say listen let me tell you you are going to hell you you are going to hell for listening to radio listening to bbc you are going to hell i would say my sister what's the problem you live your life i'm living my life said, i'm just telling you you are going to hell then one day i just said listen to me because of you i will never be a christian because if this is the way christianity is I don't want to be one stay on your own i'm on my own and by the way you must stop disturbing my sleep with your prayers he said i know the devil is your spirit your the fire burning you that's why you're saying that i said no you are just not giving me peace there is no fire burning me i'm very normal you see that and honestly you know that affected me when i finally became a christian and uh, we went for a camp meeting and we finished the meeting at about 10 and then a brother came in and said, have you, you know they made the announcement, if you have not spoken in tongues before and you want to speak in tongues wait behind, so I waited behind and then the brother came brother Abel by name and then he started praying with me from 10 o'clock, prayed 10 10.30, 11, 11.30 12 then I said, oh, brother, can't we go so that maybe we can come tomorrow? He said, no, no, no. As far as I'm concerned, I don't pray for anybody for receiving in tongues. I don't receive, it. I'll let you go. Huh. Then I was in trouble. <laughs> and then we continued praying from 12 to about 12.30. Man, I was tired. I really didn't need, I was tired. He said, but you were just there. He said, I'm not going unless he's speaking in tongues. I was almost going to pretend to speak in tongues so that I can go. <laughs> so, then the next day, he said, he said, have you spoken against the Holy Spirit once in your life? I said, sure, I have. And I even said I would not even speak in tongue because of his sister. The manner with which he was, you know, disturbing my life, disturbing my sleep and all that. I said, I can't speak in tongues. I don't even want to be a Christian. He said, okay, can you tell the Holy Spirit you are sorry? Then I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't finish saying, I'm sorry, my tongue just twisted. And I started speaking in tongues. I spoke in tongues, left the hall, went to the hostel because of the camp. I couldn't allow my roommate to sleep. I was speaking in tongues. I went to the bathroom in tongues. I came back. I just lied down for about maybe one hour. As I woke up, I was in tongues. Went to the bedroom. I was in tongues. I was like a madman. You understand what I'm saying? But now all of those things were shut down because of a Christian character. Did you follow what I'm saying now? All of those praises I went through was because of what I said. By your mouth, you shall be justified. By your mouth, you shall be condemned. Did you get that? So, we ought to be epistles of Christ. The very book, which was Jesus, is now, we are the one, actually representing him, actually being seen, actually being read of all men. You know, you can't say, show me Christ, and then you're going to see Christ walking on the street. No. But it's expected that when you see a Christian, you see Christ. Because it's an to written by the Spirit. Are you following me? Praise the living God. Now, I want you to understand it, because this is very, very crucial. Your life is so much of a message, your life is so much of a revelation of the Hidden Christ. Your life is so much of what people need to read and become transformed. They should be able to come to you and say, "Man, hey, I, I, I just like the life you're living. I mean, what is responsible? How did you become who you are?" And then you got to because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is the work of the Holy Spirit. So if we don't feel transformation in your life, so that men's life are transformed by just merely looking at you, you are not here. The book that is written. Hallelujah! Are you with me? Yeah, I need to get it because this is very, very crucial. As a matter of fact, you understand in Acts chapter 11, when they called them Christians, they were not formally called Christians. They were actually uh, the Nazarenes, the Galileans, and then finally they became Christians. You know, the first group of believers of Jesus they were called the Nazarene, just like you have the Pharisees, so they were called the Nazarene group, because his ministry was in Nazareth. And then when he moved this headquarters of ministry to galilee they were not referring them to them to galileans that is why in act chapter one you see 10 11 you'll be able to see when the two men spoke to the disciples and say ye men of galilee you notice that when he said ye men of galilee what do you think he was talking about Ye disciples of jesus he wasn't talking to everybody he was talking to the disciples of jesus at that time you see that so it was in Act chapter 11 that they were called christians and what was that and the truth said it was a nickname it was not just it was just like look at those ones <laughs> they are behaving like christ christians so it's like a mockery but what it really meant was that their actions and their attitude were somewhat of christ yes so they were not saying christians you understand that praise the living god so that is what it's supposed to mean so it is not the labor you carry it is not the title you carry it's not, no, 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 no. It's your life, which is a book read by all men, that actually have to indicate whether you're a Christian or not. When people say, "Don't judge me, don't judge me," it's pretense to say it, not to judge you. That's to say, there are things you're doing that you don't want people to talk about. Praise God! Oh, don't judge me, don't judge me. Who told you to not judge you? We are Look at that. You are a pistol read by all men. We read you. So we, we are always saying what we are seen in you. So don't say we are judging you. We are not judging you. We are just telling you exactly what we see. So when people come and say you can't act like this and say you are a Christian. They are right. They can't read Christ in what you are doing. At least they have heard about Christ. They have heard about how Jesus behaves. They have heard about that book which is called the book of life and now look at your life then they are extraying you with that book just like the life of Noah was a standard the life of Jesus is a standard so your life should be a standard so when men say man I can't see the standard in your life don't go mad and say don't judge me no we are reading you men are meant to read you he said read by all men Isn't he say read by God all men Oh glory! are you getting that Praise the living God. Put it up again. Let's read it. Second Corinthians 3, verse 1 and 2. So let's not let's not excuse ourselves. Oh man, you can't judge me. Oh, I'm not judged by men. I'm not judged. No, 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 no. Those are excuses. <laughs> you see, do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we, as some others, a pieces of commendation to you or letters of recommendation from you? Do we need that? What's the next thing it says? Verse number two. Ye are our epistles, written in our heart, known and read of how many people? All men. All men, not some people. <laughs> Praise God. You are read by all men. So, what are we saying here? The body of Christ is a book, being read of all men now. And in a way, the book. But ought to be used to judge all other books. Hence, the word says, you know, remember that when we said in the book of John, chapter 5, and verse 22. Look at John, chapter 5, verse 22. And John 5, 22 says, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto who? Unto the Son. Now, who is the Son? The Son is Christ. Who are the Christians? Christian and the body. You're not going to see the head without seeing the body. Right now the head controls the body. And so when men are to judge, they are actually looking at Christ. You, they are looking at you. And they ought to be seeing Christ. By implication, you are becoming a judge. That men may look at you, and they look at somebody else, and they will say, this is a Christian. This is not a Christian. You're getting the point now. That is just it. You are an like it was in the case of Noah. So today, God is going to judge the world through you, as He did through who Noah. So you got to put your life right. Very simple. So that when men see you, they can see the fullness of the life of Christ manifested as a human being by your character and your conduct. This is the judgment we're talking about. So all of those waiting for one day when the trumpet sound and then and the judgment and we don't line off. We're just delaying and wasting our time. We don't understand what the Bible is talking about. Praise the living God. I gave you a story here some time ago of a missionary that went to a village. He spent all his life there. So nobody wants to talk about being a missionary in the true sense. Every minister wants to be in the city. Right? Yeah, nobody wants to be a missionary <laughs> where you have to go to places where there's no light, you know, and there's no potable water in the case as the case may be. Nobody wants to do that. As a matter of fact, we talk about hygiene today as if there were no missionaries in those days who were going. Can you imagine people living the Western world, coming to Africa, no light, nothing, and they were surviving? Where was the hygiene? Where well, was water they were drinking? And yet they were living. Something is wrong with our beliefs today. Absolutely. Something is wrong. They go to the village, the very water in the villages those people are drinking, that's the water they were drinking. Whether it's from well or not, that's the same water they were drinking. And they were alive. And they were strong. And if the they live all their lives in that place. But today, when God calls. us, it's not going to be Abuja or Asaba or Inugu it has to be the capital city or Lagos I don't know if you understand me or in Potakot it can't be anything less than that okay it can't be anything less than that now here is a missionary that went to a village spent all his life in that place died in the village buried in the village and then after that another missionary came and they said what do you want he said well I came to present the gospel of Jesus he said Jesus he said, yes which one he said, Jesus the Lord he said no Jesus lived in this place and he died come we can show you his grave he lived among us here Jesus was here he died and we buried him here he said no the man was a missionary he said no, no 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 don't tell us another story we have seen Jesus. He lived among us. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. That is what it is. Your life should be able to replicate Christ. Wherever you find yourself. Whether in the office. Wherever. Men have to be the one to say you are a Christian. Not you shouting it. Whether your character will betray your shout. Because by your mouth. You are justified. With your mouth. You are condemned. When you say you are a Christian. And your character is reading something else, man will be the one to tell you, you are a pretender. Hallelujah. So, what am I saying? Let our lives be the book to be read by all men. Because God is bringing his own body to become the judge of this world. I'll make you see that next week. When the Bible says, Know ye not that you shall judge angels. First Corinthians 6. Maybe we'll just read it. We can pick it from there next week. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse number 1. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6 verse number 1. then any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? In other words, you have a problem with your brother and then you are going to court. Why not you allow the saints, the church to decide the matter instead of going to court? What's the next thing? Do you not know that the saints, glory to God, shall do what? Shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you. Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Don't you know the saints shall judge the world? Praise God. What is the next thing you see there? And he said, Know you not that we shall judge what? Angels. How much more things that pertain what to this life? So you see, the judgment is not just God. No, the judgment is not just Jesus. The judgment is now the body of Christ. The saints are the ones that judge the world ultimately. Now you can't become a judge except you first have been judged. No man. You got to go through the law school. You go through your your training as a barrister. Go to the law school. You call to the bar, you're going to proceed from there until you become a judge, a chief judge, a chief justice. Chief justice, that means justice is your court. You are the chief that dispense justice. You are the chief justice of the federation of any country. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Now the Bible is even saying, you are not even supposed to go to any chief justice court. You can decide this matter by implication. The wisdom you have is higher, stronger, more powerful than any chief justice of any federation. You should be able to do that because even angels are going to be judged by the saints. If you're wondering how that is supposed to be, and that is because angel doesn't even understand your salvation. They have no clue. By your salvation, they are not, they are creatures, but you are redeemed. Creatures they are made, but you are redeemed by the blood of the Lord hallelujah! You are sons, but they are servants. So, you don't expect a servant to judge the son, the son gives order to the servant. Is anybody got what I'm talking about? I wish you can understand the ministry of judgment when we we'll get there. You'll be able to see how important it is for you to position yourself. No matter what anybody try to do to you, hold your peace. No matter the circumstance, hold your peace. If they take you to the law court, fine, but don't try to take people to the law court. Because you have enough wisdom to settle any dispute between people. Praise the living God somebody. Especially when you are within the same system, the same household of faith, always resolve your issues. You are supposed to be judges anytime, anywhere. Now you become the book By which other men are going to be judged When people look at you And look at the other man and say This man is a Christian This one is not a Christian Your secret is being exposed Your life is being exposed By your fruit We shall know them God bless you